The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Deep down the middle's got his man, and he's gone! Jason Swain, touchdown! It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give it to his house and a red flag. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center studio. Hope you are having a wonderful Wednesday morning. It is hump day. We are to the halfway point of the week. Our number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Happy Hiller. Dot com. Ben, good morning, brother. As Cade Mays would say, Jason. Yeah, I don't know what's up with Cade. <laughs> He's a funny guy. Funny guy. He's a funny guy. But good morning, Jason. How are you? Yeah, Cade. Cade must have not got the memo. That's that was that was weird, but man, what a um, cool time there at Gus's Fried Chicken yesterday uh, for Tennessee Prime. Got a chance to connect with Amari Thomas, K. Mays, and listen, we've heard K. Mays all 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 year long, but still, we learn something new each and every week, and Cade had his family there, so Cooper and. 
and mom and dad and camp, six-year-old brother. Although, might be the biggest six-year-old I've ever seen. That that kid is huge. <laughs> it might be the biggest six-year-old I have ever seen. But it was really cool to um, to meet the family, see the family, and and uh, Amar Thomas did a really really good job. It was good to get that trench talk from. He's a good kid. He's a good, he really is, man. Really is, and so. It wasn't too long ago when Tennessee didn't pay Memphis any attention in recruiting. And now, I mean, we are in Memphis in football, basketball, and Amar Thomas is going to be one of those guys that I could see Matthew Butler passing the torch to. And um, could have went anywhere. Could have went anywhere beside the – be a Tennessee volunteer and so appreciative of how his mom and dad raised him, his grandma, great grandma. Um, that's that's the type of gentleman you want in your program. So Amari Thomas did a really, really good job. Rocking the 21. Just big big time change for Amari Thomas. Think about it, man. Had a, a new coach. Changed his number. Did he cut his hair during the bye week? Just, just a lot of change for Amari. Well, and that twenty-one is a significant number in Tennessee football history. Oh, Riyad yeah. Jones, I <laughs> gotcha. I thought you was gonna say he Shula. No, I was thinking more Riyad Jones and Derek Rogers. I was thinking more he Shula. Which, which of the Rogers brothers were it? Zach or was it Zach? It was Zach. Oh, uh, uh, Zach. Zach Ward. No, Austin. Austin Ward. Zach Ward, 83. Yeah. Austin Ward. I liked uh, the Rogers brothers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Austin Ward. No, but I was talking about Heath Schubert. No. I'm trying to save yourself now. The 21. I mean, drop drop some weight. Chiseled up a little bit. So, he decided to get into that 21. I asked him, hey, man, if you keep going, you might as well get that single-digit number. (laughs) Rock that, rock the number two. But yeah, man, those guys did a really, really good job. And two more games for K Mays. Did y'all commit a recruiting violation last night? Who was y'all? Uh, the four of you. How? By calling a current Tennessee recruit live on air. How would that be a violation? You know how you know Tennessee fans like to freak out. When that happened, I got like four text messages. This isn't a recruiting violation, is it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I checked, Kamari Thomas and that kid knows each other. How's that a recruiting violation? I don't know. I just thought it was funny. I, th- I think they were mostly joking, but I still thought it was funny. This is a recruiting violation, is it? Yeah. No. And I know it wasn't you that, 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 Kickstarted that idea, but guilt by association. I'm sure you teach your kids that. And it, it applies to you in this situation as well. Yeah, Mark Thomas, man, is a recruiter. He was asked what kids he's trying to get from Memphis to Tennessee. He said all of them. So <laughs> he's a recruiter. So those kids are smart. Not only did you have Amari Thomas say that, but you asked Cade, or maybe it was Austin that asked him. I don't know. I can't remember. One of y'all did. 
what uh, what position do you want to play in the NFL? What what position do you do you feel suits you best? You know, it's Austin. All of them. All of them. That's right. Cade. That's right. That's right, man. That's, that's the correct answer for all you GMs out there. I was watching Tennessee Prime. I know you were. Because K. Mays is at the top of your board, baby. I heard the Lions GM was watching. Oh, yeah. He's definitely watching. He needs all the help that he can get. He better be watching. So, yeah, we, we, we in freak out mode, man. Y'all. Spencer Riley. Uh, Lincoln Spencer or Lincoln Riley, Spencer Riley, whatever his name is, over there, Oklahoma. I mean, his his name was, was dropped going to LSU, and folks just automatically start freaking out because I had deja vu of Lane Kiffin leaving and going to USC after one year here in Tennessee, and people are putting that together with Josh Heupel. And, uh, Josh Heupel, Oklahoma, wasn't on the best of terms. When Oklahoma fired him, well, he didn't deserve to be fired because Bob Stoops was the head coach and his brother was the defensive coordinator and the defense stunk that year, but Heupel was thrown under the bus and made to be the scapegoat. So they fired Heupel instead of firing the defensive coordinator, which was Stoops' brother. So I don't know how Heupel feels about that today. Well, here's what I know. Even if Josh Heupel leaves, does it really matter? Because John Gruden is available. Oh, my gosh. And he would say yes this time. Golly. John okay. Gruden would would walk on glass to Knoxville <laughs> at this point. So I'm good. I, I don't understand the freak out over Heupel leaving when we know John Gruden is available and, and, would, and would take – the, the job in a heartbeat. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this today. How quickly do you think Gruden would accept the job? I'm not doing this. Do, do, you, do you think that Danny White would be able to finish the sentence before he, he accepted? I don't know. No, I'm not put. I'm not feeding into the Josh Heupel freak out. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I didn't know that the, the recruiting violation thing was a, was a real thing. I don't think it was a, a real. Th- I think I think it was mostly people joking. Because I, I don't I don't know how that would be a, a recruiting violation. <laughs> you, you you and Austin are not on staff. There's no <laughs> rule that says a current player can't call a friend who happens to be a recruit. And who says that even if they're they're not friends, why can't a player call a recruit on an nil? <laughs> recruiting show. Uh Bradley on the show. Bradley on the text box says, um Do I do we think that he would sit out for the ball game? Um Cade? I don't think Lyman would do that, but I don't know. I don't think Cade would. I would be surprised. Being a Tennessee guy and playing with Cooper one last time, I I would be very surprised if, if Cade opted out. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'd be surprised. Yeah. I I just think Bradley, that's a that's a question that didn't really want to get into yesterday because we don't know what can happen in two two weeks. K could get hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, K could, um, you know, tweak an old injury, and so just that wasn't probably the right time to ask that question. 
um, how would how would he know his plans a month from now? There's no 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 way to really know that. But knowing Cade, he wants to play. He wants to play, and Cade did mention he did mention that he's he's an emotional guy. First time he played Georgia last year after getting the waiver on the transfer. Played too emotional and didn't play well. This year took a different approach. Just treated Georgia like a normal team. Although he did say he gave his brother some tips on how to go up against the Georgia front. But just treated Georgia more like a normal team. And he played a whole lot better. And we were talking about his last two games here at Neyland Stadium. And there will be a lot of emotion flowing through his body. He mentioned that he was emotional. so That he will cry. And that's okay. Yeah. If, if the stoic Jason Swain can cry like a baby on senior day, anybody can. Yep. Yep. Emotional, emotional, emotional. On time, man, when you give you off a tendency for four years and then it all comes to a stop. Um, it, it definitely is emotional. Uh, Alex Golish talked to a group of Tennessee fans at the quarterback club on, on Monday. You had um, Tim Banks and Rodney Garner talk to the media on yesterday along with Jabari Small, Amar Thomas, um, Byron Young, and Princeton Fant. Who said he is considering and has talked to Josh Heupel about returning for a sixth season and taking advantage of that free year of eligibility. I'd love to have Princeton Fant back. Yeah, Princeton kind of disappeared the last couple of games. In the passing game, yes, but I, I think he's been doing some really good things on the perimeter blocking. Just remember, remember a couple well, – it wasn't a couple of games ago. It was like a, two months ago where the tight ends just – I mean, we project the tight ends are going to have like a huge year and finally be used – and then they stopped being used in the passing game. That was weird. Yeah, Jacob Warren's been banged up the last couple of weeks. I guess it was Kentucky in which he left the game early after his touchdown and and did not return. Uh, Princeton fan, I mean, he just, I don't know. They, they, they go to him a couple of times a game, but not like, like you said, not like we thought it was, it was going to be. He, he's definitely been more efficient as a blocking tight end rather than a receiving tight end. It's good to have those guys. I mean, I think getting both of those guys back would be very important along with uh, Cedric Tillman. As many guys you can get to to come back, I think, the better, especially if they are productive players um, from this team. And particularly with the current depth situation. Mm. That, that is how it, – it's kind of like a blessing in disguise, the, this free year of – eligibility because it can somewhat supplement the the depth issues of typically you would be losing Princeton fan Jacob Warren's a redshirt junior so unless he decided to to transfer or declare for the NFL draft who if Jacob Warren wanted to oh, after man, you on them jokes this morning junior season he would be coming back being anyways goofy. so you you have him and then you bring Princeton fan back Next season, and you have 
a fifth-year tight end and a sixth-year tight end paired with uh, an incoming freshman, Brody Foley, who is a receiving tight end that this staff really likes. Uh, he's, he'll be a true freshman, obviously, but they, they can help him come along. Miles Campbell, uh, a red, who will be a redshirt freshman next year. He, he is redshirting this year. Alex Golish talked during fall camp about how, how good Miles had looked uh, at the beginning of fall camp. Alex Golish flat out said that, hey, I've never played a true freshman tight end, but I'm going to play Miles Campbell. And then Miles Campbell got a little banged up during fall camp, uh, was was dealing with an illness that was not COVID that, that kind mm-hmm. of set him back, and he just wasn't able to get a true fall camp under his belt that would have led to him contributing this year. So I, I mentioned that to say that Miles Campbell's going to have a role in this offense next season. And you heard Cade Mays last mm-hmm. night mention – Miles Campbell, it's kind of the guy, the youngster, the freshman that isn't playing right now, but is going to to do big things next year. Mm-hmm. So that that tight end room is going to look real interesting. If if P Fant, I like that nickname for some reason. I don't I don't really know why, but P Fant, uh, if he does decide to return, damn uh, nickname. That's a that's a, his name. His name is Princeton Fant, not P Fant. Whatever. You don't call me B Mick. That's not my name. I don't call you. Jay Jay Sway. So, I do call you Jay Swain sometimes. Some people call you Jay Swain. That's my name. <laughs> Nobody calls me D McKee. I know. I know what uh, Voston calls you. Ben. <laughs> you, you sometimes you text messages. He calls you a different B word. <laughs> <laughs> calls you bro. Yeah, yeah, that B word. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> oh man! But I like uh, the the tight end room potentially going into next season. Yeah, very important, man. Very important that those two tight ends, at least one of them comes back, but both of them coming back, that'll be even better. Um, but I can I can see I can see one of those guys being like, "Dang, man, I want to be I want to come back, but not you coming back." Hey, man, how about you? How about we transfer together? Yeah, let's transfer together. And then the very last minute, oh, I'm staying. And then you trick the other one to actually leave. Kind of like Kelly Washington and Dante Stallworth. When Kelly tried to trick Dante to leave, hey, hey, come on, man, let's both leave. Let's both leave to the drive. And then Kelly slipped his name out of <laughs> the drive at the last minute. That's and Dante was stuck because Kelly was trying to get all the balls next year. <laughs> that's just, that, that's Peyton, man. Peyton level petty. Oh man, is, is what that is. That's what that's what Princeton should do. <laughs> but the the other point that I was trying to get to before you derailed me. Sorry, man. Uh, is is that him returning will be a nice bridge, and it's it's really important to to get these COVID seniors back so you can bridge that gap between the the lack of depth and and the young players that are coming into the program, so you don't have to rely on youngsters all across the board. Like next year you can have a nice dose of veterans with with Warren and Fant and then start to work in Brody Foley and Miles Campbell. Maybe a Julian Nixon as as well if he has a nice off season and, and 
it's going to look like that at several positions where it'll be nice to get some veterans back. Like along the defensive line, you lose Matthew Butler, Jaquan Blakely, who Rodney Garner raved about yesterday, raved about both of them. Uh, You'll be losing those guys because this was their COVID-free year of eligibility. And you're going to have to rely on some youngsters. But a guy like Latrell Bumpus, who appears to be redshirting, he could help bridge that gap uh, of having that, that veteran guy in, in the room that can help these younger guys who will come into the program come along. I agree 100%. 865-255-03. the Bell going to be a tight end or a tackle? D-Lyman. Yeah, 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 As yeah. of now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a plan all along. Yeah, he, he's a big old boy. He's got a – hopefully he can bounce back from that ACL injury that, that he's been dealing with, suffered it during high school basketball season last year, been recovering. Hopefully he can bounce back. He's he's an athletic freak. 865-255-03. Our number one is brought to you by Hiller, plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical. Be right back. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. Hi there, Swain Event family. Are you in the market to purchase a home and a bit freaked out with the market right now? As someone who's been in your spot before, I'm familiar with what's going through your brain. And as a realtor, I've mastered the ins and outs of the buying process. When you work with me, you'll benefit from my experience, and together we'll work toward making sound, smart decisions for your future. And of course, talk a little ball sports along the way. Just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street. Online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. 
Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Fellas. When it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim. Dot com.
At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work from anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Swinevent, Swinevent.com, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Time for around the SEC. And this is that time of the year where the news flows a Tennessee River. And Ben, what do you have for us today? The latest edition of the college football playoff rankings were released last night. Georgia, obviously, remained number one. Alabama remained at two after their mighty win over New Mexico State. Oregon is ranked third. Ohio State ranked fourth. Cincinnati ranked fifth. Michigan is sixth. Other SEC teams in the college football playoff rankings. Ole Miss was 12th. A&M was 16th. Arkansas was 21st. Mississippi State was 25th. So, those are your latest college football playoff rankings and nothing that I see that I necessarily disagree with. Although, Michigan being ahead of Michigan State is a little weird. Uh, I mean, Michigan had a, a better better win as of late than Michigan State. I mean, Michigan did beat Penn State on the road. Uh, but I understand Michigan State did beat Michigan. Bingo. Uh, I get that, but... It's, it's all going to wash out here in a couple weeks anyways. Um, it's going to wash out today. Oh, excuse me, this week. Because if Michigan State beats Ohio State, then I'm pretty sure they'll put Michigan State in front of Michigan if Michigan wins again this week. So uh, Michigan does play Ohio State here uh, next week. So it'll, it'll, it'll play out the way it's supposed to. Correct. It's just maddening when you have the person in charge – say, on national television or or talk about on national television how essentially the statistical categories matter more than the head-to-head. That that is just baffling to to me. And I waited. It'll it'll all work itself out, but everybody's upset and PO'd about the process. And, and like, if, if they're doing these things now, when it comes time to make a decision, they're, they're, they're applying these, these same thought processes. So that, that's why everybody's so 
upset about the rankings even even now. And I don't get get all worked up about the rankings, probably because my team is not involved. But to to see some of the the comments, just as a college football fan, hard not to be frustrated by them. The only other thing I've got for you, Swain, is three basketball scores. Kentucky beat Mount St. Mary, 80-55. to But did Kentucky really beat Mount St. Mary if nobody showed up to watch? Did, did you see the pics on Twitter about the crowd at, at during the anthem last night? I did, I did. I thought they were playing at uh, Vanderbilt Stadium. I thought it was Vanderbilt playing. I, I thought Big Blue Nation was, was some fascinating fan base. Lady Vols have more people at the national anthem than Kentucky men's basketball right now. I mean, it's Mount St. Mary's. Okay, that's fine. I'm not saying it has to be a sellout, but there was like 10 people there. I get it. Tennessee played ETSU on Sunday. And so there's more people. Tennessee played Lenore Ryan in an exhibition. I mean, you're right, you're right. Tennessee you're right. Martin to start the season, and there were more people there. I love this. I, I love this battle between Tennessee and Kentucky in football and basketball. Um, don't lose Kentucky because Tennessee fans are going to be celebrating. Now, Tennessee is you know, playing a tougher opponent probably this, this, this weekend than Kentucky is win. playing uh, this weekend. But when Kentucky lost to Duke <laughs> in basketball after Tennessee beat Kentucky in football, man, that was, that was fun. Oh, it was. It was because every day Kentucky loses is a good day. Uh, the other two basketball scores from last night, Georgia actually took care of business on the basketball floor beating South Carolina State 76-60. to And then the mighty South Alabama. Do you know their mascot? Jaguars. South Alabama? Yeah, the Jaguars. They were, they were in Turd Town last night to take on the fighting turds of Alabama. And South Alabama was up at halftime, 34-31. to It was a back-and-forth game with about 10 minutes to go. And I turned the game on, and Alabama ran away with it. Uh, South Alabama did make a late push. Bama won 73-68. So had had some basketball last night. You've got a, a couple of basketball games tonight. Uh, Houston Baptist to A&M. I know Swain will be locked in at 1 p.m. today. That, that game tips off at 1 p.m. today. What? Interesting. Yes, Houston Baptist at Texas A&M, 1 p.m. today on the SEC Network Plus. So you can watch a little midday, mid-afternoon basketball if you like. It's a high school? Uh, I think Houston Baptist is. But VCU and Vanderbilt play. That, that should be interesting. They play tonight. Is it the NCAA tournament or something? <laughs> That's what it feels like. It's uh, the, the preseason NIT getting A&M ready for the end-of-season NIT. My goodness. Northern Iowa, Arkansas. Northern Iowa's off to a 1-2 and two start, but they've been good and. In recent years, and then you have Mississippi State playing Detroit Mercy. I'm ready for Saturday. I'm I'm ready for some doubleheader of all sports. Number five Villanova versus number seventeen Tennessee in the Basketball Hall of Fame tip-off tournament. Are you patiently waiting? No, I'm impatiently waiting. You patiently waiting like uh, Aaron Willis. Look, all I'm all I'm gonna say is that there's a walk on mentioned before Aaron Willis was. Alphabetical order, Ben. Alphabetical, alphabetical order. His name starts with an A. Huh? Willis. Willis is a W. Aaron is an A. 
<laughs> Willis, man, Willis. You know, Heibel was talking about the linebackers. He is so meticulous about his offense. He is type A. He wanted to put the names that he's mentioned in alphabetical order. That's how thorough Josh Heupel is. Did you know that, Ben? Huh? Yes, I did. I Who, did. Who's the walk-on guy again? Nick Humphreys. See? H comes before W. Yeah. Alphabetical order. That's why sure. he mentioned him. Sure. Patiently waiting. That is the tweet from Aaron Willis. Patiently waiting with, with two picks. Yesterday with um yesterday at three oh three. I I saw the tweet, but I just kept scrolling. Did did he put the hourglass emoji as well? No, praying hands. Hmm. Praying hands. I, I would have gone praying hands and hourglass hourglass emoji. You got some nice hair though. Look, all I know he is got I, some real nice hair. I I, I watched him run off the field on Saturday night. And it was flowing in the wind like Troy Palomalu. I know, man. He needs a head and shoulders deal. He needs a head and shoulders NIL deal. My goodness, this hair's beautiful. Kind of jealous. Volfan said South Alabama and Alabama were tied with under three minutes. Alabama didn't run away with it. They were lucky to win that one. Correct. I said that when I turned it on with 10 minutes to go, they started to run away with it when they pushed it out to eight or 10-point lead, and then South Alabama made another run at it. They were lucky to win last night. They did not look all that great, but that's college basketball. Most teams don't look at their best this time of year. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't read into that, man. We've seen Kentucky, you know, do this year in and year out, and then we play them, and it's a lot closer, um, or they beat us. So I don't read into it too much, man, at the beginning of the season. I just, I just don't. Do you have uh, your list of job openings that, uh, that, that, that you wrote down yesterday? Oh, I need to add something to it? Uh, well, no. We have a question from Mike. Uh, we, can, we can go rapid fire. He would like to hear your current job openings rankings. Gremlin State's now open, too, by the way. Who do you think will get that job? I don't know. Uh, he wants you to include Miami on your rankings of the current job openings. I got I got Miami with question mark and I got Penn State with question mark because you know I can see those both opening up. So. Where, where would you slot Miami in the in the job openings? <sighs> behind LSU, behind USC. Yeah, LSU would be number one. Behind USC, right? Would you go behind USC? I would. I don't know, man. I don't know. USC, Miami. I don't know because both, both of them, USC plays in the Pac-12. There's no interest in the Pac-12. None. And they play in a city that does not care about college football. Does not care. Which Miami does as well. Ex- well, They're very similar programs. That's, that's why I'm stuck. Like USC, no one cares about USC football. Reggie Bush is not there anymore. Matt Liner's not there anymore. Lindell White's not there anymore. Pete Carroll's not there anymore. Like then you you saw Snoop Dogg on the sideline. But no one cares. But I go USC. Just I give them the edge. Would uh, you throw Virginia Tech above those two schools? No. No, I would not either. 
No. Um, my TCU is interesting, but TCU, I think, will still be behind Virginia Tech. Washington is, gonna, is open, but I would put Washington be- below those those schools, too, because they played in the, in the Pac-12. They've met the playoffs. Yeah. They should go hire uh, your boy Steve, Steve Sarkeesian back. Steve Sarkeesian may want to go back. You know who's going to want to go back? And I have to credit the GOAT, Brent Hubbs, for putting this idea in my head. I More? I, I, don't, I don't still. Uh, Jim Moore Jr. should have been back. No, he, he wanted to go to Connecticut. I don't know why he was going there. The, the capital of college football, Connecticut, the Yukon Huskies. I thought it was Rutgers. Both. Both. Uh, Brent Hubbs mentioned to me yesterday he thought that maybe Brian Harson would want out and go back to Washington because of dealing with all those crazies down there in Auburn. He's more of a, a Northwest, Pacific Northwest type of guy anyways. People are on his neck this week for uh, – Losing that game to Mississippi State, would, would Brian Harson want to go back to out west and go to to Washington or USC? Well, who is who is I USC? Think, I think James Franklin is going to USC. Think so? I, they need they need a, a salesman, and that's what James Franklin is. They they need somebody that is going to to get people excited, and and James that's that's what James Franklin does. You think uh, Hugh Freeze will go to Virginia Tech? You think Virginia Tech would would talk to him? They should. Well, for some people, his his past may be something that some don't want to deal with. I mean, I don't know who you're gonna hire if you Virginia Tech. I mean, Jimmy Chadwell. You Virginia Tech. Shane Beamer. He, he I would has, go. I would go Hugh Freeze over Shane about. Beamer. Oh, I would. I'd go Hugh Freeze over just about any of the coaches that they're gonna interview. Yeah, I would definitely go Hugh Freeze over Shane Beamer. What about LSU? What What would you do if you're if you are LSU? Well, Scott Woodward have has an, uh, a track record of swinging big, so I would swing big. I would make Jimbo Fisher tell me no. I think he already has. Not I want Jimbo Fisher to go to LSU just so that video can haunt him. The video that we talked about yesterday of him saying that he would be the, what do you say, the biggest idiot on the planet? The dumbest person. Dumbest person. Yep. <laughs> I mean, if I'm LSU, I, I'll reach out to Lincoln Raleigh. I mean, I don't know if you, you know, why would you leave if you are Lincoln Raleigh, but I would reach out to him if I'm LSU, and I would keep it private as much as I could. I would um, do that through agents so that way you can always be like, no, we didn't. We didn't talk to Lincoln Riley. Nope. But you really did. But you really didn't. Like you can, you can play that because the last thing you want to do is get a public no from someone that is about to enter your conference and someone that you'll be playing against each and every year. So, you know, I would reach out to Lincoln Riley. If I'm Lincoln Riley, I'd rather be at LSU than Oklahoma. I mean, I, yeah, better in-state talent. If I'm LSU, they won't do this because they are too stubborn and they'll let their pride get in the way. It's the same reason Tennessee did not talk to Justin Fuente, which obviously in hindsight was a correct decision. But it's the reason that they didn't and they didn't talk to Mike Norvell 
and won't ever talk to a coach at Memphis or in state, they should go get Billy Napier. They I like just call today, but are are you really going to pay your women's basketball coach more than your football coach? I, I don't think that would go over. I mean, all I, that well, I, I wouldn't call Billy Napier and just call it a day. Right now, I would I would go talk to Lincoln Riley. I would go talk to Jimbo Fisher. I would try those two first, Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick. Mike Tomlin said no, but that's what I would do. LSU is a top five job. So that's what I would do if I was Scott Woodward. Maybe LSU will uh, call Josh Heupel. I doubt it. Cameron says Mel Tucker is going to LSU. I like Mel Tucker. Southern Middle uh, Middle Vol says, what about Kendall Browse to Virginia Tech? Maybe Kendall Browse gets a, a look this go around. I could see that. Uh, also, I could see Dave Aranda going back to LSU from Baylor. Dave Aranda is a good one too. If I'm if I'm LSU, I would I would have him on the list. What he's done at Baylor has been dang good. Um, I think Will Healy is a coach that is going to be on the move. You know, from Charlotte, I can see him going somewhere. But maybe, he make- maybe Virginia Tech. Okay. Yeah, I can see him making that jump for sure, mm-hmm. but not to one of the big ones. No, 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 no. Florida ball fan says uh, Butch Jones. Yeah, he can take over at Florida after Dan Mullen bolts. I think Dan Mullen's going to take another job. I think I think Butch Jones needs to get the job at Florida. I think that'd be great. I I think it would too. Or Grambling State. I don't know. Butch Jones would not last a day at Grambling State. <laughs> <laughs> he would not last. He wouldn't make it to lunch. Nope. Nope. He would not make it to lunch. I wonder what job Dan Mullen would take. I think he's going to take another job. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it would be best for him. Although, he doesn't have a $12 million buyout, and I think six of it is owed like within a month of him being fired. I would just say, y'all going to fire me. Get your money, and then go get a job. I think Dan Mullen is a northerner at heart. He acts like one. I want to say he's, he's from... Yeah, he's from Pennsylvania. So he's a Yenzer. Maybe maybe Penn State. Him and Dave Tona would probably get along really well. Maybe Penn State, man. If you're Penn State, why would you want Dan Mullen? Because you're about to lose James Franklin, and what else can you get? Bill O'Brien. I forgot about Bill O'Brien too. Bob B O B. Alabama fans hate Bill O'Brien, by the but way. You, but but Bill O'Brien's not going back to, to NFL to be a head coach anytime soon. So Bill O'Brien, you might think about him being a head coach at the college level too. How how do you think Butch would fit in at the barbershop at Grambling? You know he likes to go get his his high top. He wouldn't fit in. His flat top done. He, he wouldn't fit in. I saw I saw an Arkansas State player hit the transfer portal. You want him? Is he Kevon Bennett? <laughs> no, I don't think so. He's a running back. I'm good. <laughs> 865-255-03. Be right back. At work? Can't call in? Don't feel bad. You can talk to the guys on the text box. It's part of the free Swain event app. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup 
Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Hey, it's Men's Health Month, so make sure to get all your levels tested with a comprehensive annual health assessment at Low T Center. They exclusively specialize in men's wellness. Low T Center now offers monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month, self-pay, or is covered by most health insurance. And they ship directly to your home. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Rules remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com.
Attaboy is brought to you by Iris Networks. 90 days, no payment for business, fiber, internet, and voice. IrisNetworksUSA.com. Bringing on the positivity this morning. Ben, you have us covered today. What you got? Uh, Mr. Positivity is always bringing the positivity, and I am giving an attaboy to a local football player. Tennessee running back target and Carnes running back, Deshaun Bishop, Ballin. who had an outstanding junior season. In 12 games, he rushed for 3,179 yards and 34 touchdowns on 441 carries. 441 carries, 3,179 yards, 34 touchdowns. His 441 carries tie for the most in TSSAA single-season history. His 3,179 rushing yards ranked second in TSSAA single-season history. He also had 19 catches for 248 yards and three touchdowns. Just a heck of a season for Deshaun Bishop, who who is liking what's going on at Tennessee. So likely a future Tennessee running back, if I do say so myself. Are you giving him out of boy so he can commit early? Yes. Let's, let's <laughs> just go ahead and get in the boat, Deshaun. Come on, brother. But it was really cool. Before the season, he, he told me that he wanted to rush for 3,000 yards this year in honor of his late cousin who was shot and killed and and he did that. Yeah, and, that's, and he, that's awesome. He responded to Five Star Prep's tweet of his stats from the year and said, Give me one more quarter and the record was mine's. Yeah, man. That's that's a heck that's of a remarkable. Mm-hmm. And he, he did it against some some pretty good competition as as well. He wasn't just running around against scrubs like DR Vall and, and Volstorm. I mean, he went up against Powell and, and showed well. What they gotta do with anything? I just feel like throwing them under the bus. Although uh, Volstorm did go to Carnes. As did T C, right? Didn't T C go to Carnes as well? T C and Athens went to Carnes. Um Volstorm went to Carnes. Travis Cabbage went to Carnes. Yeah. KFLs, baby. Carnes for life. Well they they're they're beavers. Well, I know, but the KFL sounds better. I thought beavers sounded better, but whatever. The BF BFLs, Beaver for Life. I thought that was better, but hey, whatever. Good job, Deshaun Bishop. Good shot. Good job, man. So when you commit to Tennessee. So hopefully. <laughs> I was telling uh Meech and Wade. About Deshaun Bishop, I was like, "Yo, y'all, do y'all realize like there's a kid here that's leading the nation in Russian?" They was like, "Wait, what?" And I told them his stat line at the time, which was like outrageous. They were like, "Wow!" So his stats have been outrageous all season. No, oh, yeah. I've also went to Bearden. My bad. How oh, quick did it, uh, how quick did he let you know? Uh, with the quickness. Why, why'd you let me know so quickly, Volstorm? Hmm? You yep. too good for Carnes? I think he is. 865-255-03. Yeah, good stuff there from from you on Deshaun Bishop. Really, really good player. And uh, he'd be a nice fit. Nice fit with Tennessee. Sure would look good in this Josh Heupel offense. 
Oh, for sure. For sure. Tennessee's in a good spot. Hard not for them to be. He really likes the offense. He really likes the coaches. Close to the home. I would be amazed if, if he did not end up at Tennessee. Speaking of running backs, Jabari Small talked to the media. Um, right now he's sitting at 436 yards, four touchdowns, 88 uh, carries. Would have had more if it wasn't for the shoulder injury. Um, he's going to get a bigger load next year. Looks like Jalen Wright's going to slide uh, possibly in the t- in number number two spot, number one spot. Who knows what happens in the offseason. Um, as it looks right now, Tyon Evans, all signs point to, to this kind of being his, his last hurrah here at, at Tennessee and wish him nothing but the best. And NFL is in his future. Uh, I hope that he goes and tears it up. I really, I really do. Um, but just today, just it looks that way. Um, so, are you hitting the transfer portal? Or are you, you know, getting multiple guys? Um, maybe one in transfer portal. Maybe one from high school. I know Tennessee has put themselves in a great position with Justin Williams, um, the West Virginia commit from um, the Atlanta, Georgia area. He's a bigger back, so um, we'll see what happens. This, this year proved that that you need several because you I mean. Even of the guys that are scheduled to return. Any year you need several running backs. Yes, yes, yes. But, I mean, I think you're really going to have to hit the portal because, like, Lenith Whitehead, D. D Beckwith, like, are those guys going to be on the team next year? Jalen Wright, all three of those guys are going to be back next year. I, I, would, I would be surprised if all three were to return. No, I, w- I would be too. No, I, I would be too. So, this is... The day and age of um, college football where coaches have to put way more energy and time into uh, the personnel because you, it can change overnight. 865-255-03, hour two coming up.